Get Better at the Things You Do Every Day Written by Scott Young, July 2020 Learning isn't studying. Studying matters, but for most of us, it's only a small slice of our lives. If you aren't a student, you might not study much at all. Learning, however, underpins your entire life. It underpins your relationships. Understanding your partner and knowing how to communicate are essential. It underpins your work. A great career comes from being good at rare and valuable skills. It underpins your health. Not merely what to eat or when to exercise, but learning to stick with it long term. It underpins your sense of meaning in life. We aren't born knowing how to live. It's for each of us to figure out. So given the omnipresence of learning, it makes sense to understand how it works. How can you get better not at just academic topics, but the things you do every day? Typesetter trouble. Why 10,000 hours often isn't enough. Now one might counter that even if learning is everywhere, don't we just learn automatically? The key to getting better is just putting in the time and hours, right? The idea that 10,000 hours is a rule for expertise has always been somewhat silly. First, the research the rule was based on suggested it was only an average, not a fixed amount that applies universally across every single domain. Second, the rule implies that just getting a lot of hours is the key, and in fact, the research showed pretty much the opposite. More time with a skill doesn't lead to mastery. Instead, we reach a comfortable level of ability and get stuck. Improvement is the exception, not the rule. Early research on professional typesetters was one of the first pieces of evidence that led to Anders Ericsson's formulation of deliberate practice. It found that many of them plateaued in speed even over a decade of experience working full-time. Now maybe those typesetters had just reached their limit though. Most tasks have a speed limit and maybe they had just reached theirs. It turns out this was false. Given feedback, training, and financial incentives, speed could be improved by as much as 93%. Doing something every day doesn't guarantee mastery. It only guarantees adequacy. What separates growth from stagnation? Erickson's insight was that practice had to be deliberate to provoke improvement. His research on violinists found that those who went on to become concert performers didn't practice more, but the ratio of time spent in this form of deliberate practice to play was much higher. Deliberate practice means overcoming automaticity and new innovations to push performance higher. The initial origin of research on deliberate practice came from studies on digit span. Digit span is the ability to remember a string of numbers and repeat them back, one in which most humans are famously limited to five to nine items. Working deliberately, however, one participant managed to boost his digit span all the way to 82 numbers. He did this by creating mnemonic strategies for translating the numbers into running terms. In this case, the participant was a serious runner. So, how can you avoid getting stuck? How can you truly get a little bit better every day instead of spinning your wheels? Here are five simple suggestions. First, hop to more challenging environments. Plateaus occur because when our performance is good enough, we make it automatic. This calcifies bad habits and creates a barrier to improvement. Upping the challenge in a new situation where you're no longer adequate is a good way to switch back to the fast part of the learning curve. Two, get a coach. 
Coaching was always a central feature of deliberate practice. And while coaches are available for everyone, you can still pay to get access to high quality instruction and feedback. Now, if you're on a tight budget, informally asking for feedback can often work too. The key is to be the kind of person people want to help. Be proactive and humble, willing to soak up advice. Third, breakthroughs come from new methods. So improvement you'll experience will come in two flavors. One, doing the same thing, but better. And two, doing a different thing to get new results. It's important not to neglect the latter. Without new methods, you can usually get stuck improving something that turns out to be obsolete. YouTube is an incredible tool here. So learning how to mince garlic properly made cooking a lot easier for me, but it's also the kind of technique I'd never have discovered by experimentation alone. Four, join a community of practice. Learning isn't done best in isolation. We're designed to learn from the experience of others. As a great example, look at Tetris. When the game first came out, it was played by hundreds of millions. But now, despite having far fewer players, people are much better at it. How? Because they have a community that can share methods and learn from each other. We're far smarter together than we are alone. Five, find one thing you can do better in every attempt. The heart of deliberate practice is focused attention on a specific area of improvement. In everyday things, there's a thousand details that contribute to the outcome. Don't try to improve them all. Aim at a specific enhancement you could make to one thing each time. So if you're cooking a recipe, what if you got a little better at dicing the onions? Writing an email, pick one sentence and rewrite it to make it more clear. Lifting weight, what's one part of the movement you could perfect? Today's homework, one everyday thing you could do better. So let's apply these lessons from deliberate practice to something simple in your life. First, pick one thing you do every day. It could be writing emails, folding clothes, or chopping vegetables. Second, do a Google search for ways that you could do it better. See if there are any tutorials from experts or techniques you haven't tried. Third, the next time you do it, focus on doing it a little bit better. Fourth, share your plan in the comments for the original article for this lesson. Small improvements add up over time. They also make things you do more satisfying, allowing you to express a little mastery in the daily tasks you'd otherwise ignore. Rapid Learner reopens Monday. I'm going to be reopening my six-week course, Rapid Learner, for a new session. This course combines everything I know about learning into a structured format to better prepare you for learning things big and small. Now, if you're listening to this far after that date, you can go to rapid-learner-course.com to find out about our next session. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.